1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another week of Community Zone here on 106.1 FM, Wellington Access Radio. My name is Simon Howard, and coming up in the next hour, we are taking a look at the very best of what is happening across Pornicky on stage and on screen, and I am very excited about the two interviews coming your way, so don't go anywhere. Now, Rori is the new work from celebrated artist One Koka, opening at Circa Theatre later this week. A Rural Marae has hit the jetpots if they pass one final hurdle. That is, told through choreography and clowning, Hone and composer Rayon Bell. Join me in just a minute to discuss this Māori dance theatre farce. I'm really excited to see the work. Then, the Doc Edge Documentary Film Festival returns to Ponaki this month with dozens of new documentaries, 113 in total. They'll be playing online Uh, at the Embassy Theatre and at the Roxy. Uh, Festival director Dan Shannon is on the line from 5.20 to tell me what's in store this year. Uh, I'll also have a full roundup of what's happening across the city stages and screens, including the toy double bill on at-bats and much more besides. So don't go anywhere. All the art's coming your way in the next hour. But first, let's play some new, fresh cuts. And first up tonight, it's Stan Walker and Kings with Feeling things.
0: First things first, I'm the realest. Yeah, I'm the show and the ticket. Yeah, I run the whole damn business. We yeah. up, And I ain't winning till the whole team winning. Keep up. up. And I ain't finished till the whole thing finished. Yeah. I aim to be the greatest while LeBron say, hey. yeah. Haters say hey, Happy days, what the fans say. hey, hey. love me too. Appreciate your honesty. The champ does what he wants. No apologies. The bad attention, they be lying, lying. They can't stop me, but they try, try. So i remind them all the time. I was smiling when I made them. I smile back when I greeted them. Knowing for well that they don't really care what I feel. Oh, I'm stuck in my face. Don't care about what
2: you say. You don't even know me anyway. Lost in your own despair. Oh, life. Oh, Are you feeling what I'm feeling?
0: Going through the motions, now I'm feeling it. Don't know what to do, just gotta live with it. I ain't even asked, but fit put me on a pedestal. Like, homie, think you're way too cool, do you? I'm just a human. Same on me, but just a new man. Looking at me. So well that they don't really care how I feel oh, the
2: Don't care about what you say You don't even know me anyway Lost in your own display Oh yeah Are you feeling what I'm feeling
0: More soup spreading to label me in the industry. Now, spread in the labels. I guess it's meant to be. Should I get more feels and all deals. Failed culinary, you're cooking up all the raw deals. I'm from a place where we used to share in a small meal. So, you ain't phasing me. Uh,
2: you got this gaze up. Uh.
1: Walker and Kings. The time six minutes past five. You are listening to 106.1 FM Wellington Access Radio. Now, I'm, del- I'm really delighted to say that I am joined in the studio by uh, Oni Koka and Rion Bell. Now, Oni has uh, written and directed his first, was the first work he's written and directed in seven years since The Beautiful Ones uh, was at Circa Theatre. And is back at Circa this week with Na Rory Rory, um, which translates, I think, to, is it The Idiots in English? Yep. or something that? The sillies, the honey, and Ray- Rayon of course was with us uh, late last year, and Flames returned mm. to bats after its awesome debut at Putahi Festival. Um, kia ora, welcome back to Access Radio, both Kio of Matt, you. Now, honey, why now, rori, rori, Why is this the show that you've decided to create as your your first new play in four years, and the first time you've you've then directed it in seven? Ah,
3: uh, I. Um... Much like everyone else, you know, um, we've we've had a time away from the theatres. We've had a time away from audiences. We've had a time away from being in the room and, um, and working together. And I went, okay, the last thing I really want to do is for us to do something, you know, uh, it was a great work, bless the child, but it was deep, it was dark, it was heavy. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make something um, that was much lighter. Um, still, I, I couldn't help myself have political point scoring in there as well. But, um, yeah, that's kind of way I wanted to do it. And then I wanted to do something I've never seen before. And I thought, what have I never seen before? And I, I was lucky enough to be invited to Vancouver and I saw um, a company, Kid Pivot, and uh, a work that they did called Revolver. And I, I watched it and I went, "Oh, I can steal some of that, actually. Um, <laughs> but actually, I think you can expand it. Yeah. So that's where, and they're a great dance company, and... Uh, where I came up with the idea And I thought I've never seen a dance theatre fast, A Māori dance theatre mm. fast At that mm-hmm. you know with the real Māori All through it as well And uh, and then how You know what's the story of What farces do I like And I really like Dario Fo And um, Accidental Death of an Anarchist And so I kind of just melded all these things I liked in and hip hop And now, Ruri Ruri is what we're coming up with. Mm. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, that sounds, yeah, it sounds exciting. It sounds fresh. It sounds, yeah, like you say, something that we haven't seen on a main stage here probably before. Um, Rayon, congratulations on, on Flames. Thank I, you so It fine. was such a fun time seeing you develop that and then bring it to the stage again <laughs> yeah. at Bats last year. How exciting has it been working with Hone and the, the Tawata team on the sounds and, and some of the compositions for this?
4: Um, I think, well, for me personally, it's like um, it's the dream to be, you know, making uh, theatre ag- yeah again. After a long time of you know cancelled events and um, it's it's really exciting to be able to do sound um, and be able to work in a way that is different because of you know the background that me and the and the others that you know we're working on the show with have in in performance and acting. Um, it's really freeing. I get to make like a lot of really fun music and sound effects, and it's 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 constantly like shaken up and surprising to work on because you just sort of. You're sitting there editing it, and before you're like worried about working on the show, you're like laughing at what you're actually making or like what you're contributing to. Um, it's really joyful, which I really appreciate.
3: Yeah, one of one of the things that we um, kind of realised it's like it's a seventy minute um, a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it's got a fully produced uh, audio um, script. or wow. Yeah. And so that's what makes it really different. It makes it a dance show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got script all the way through it, but um, that's probably the easiest way to describe <laughs> it. 70-minute TikTok. Just
4: constant, like, yeah. things happening. Things happening. So, so fun. Around.
1: Yeah.
3: Exciting, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I know lots of friends and my partner as well. They probably spend 70 minutes on TikTok every night. There It's a trade <laughs> So the show's about a um, whānau's attempt to turn their coastline into a cash cow, right? Telling that story, obviously, through fast dance and theatre. looks at the effects of capitalism, serious issue, uh, how wealth affects people. Uh, how much of that is based on on real-world examples or what you've seen happen over the years?
3: Oh, look, I, um, I, was, I did an interview with Te Upuko today, um, and it was with one of my whanaunga, and she went are you sure this isn't based on this cousin? <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically a brother and sister, and the brother is a convicted fraudster, and the sister is, you know, she's ahika and and tuturu about the area mm-hmm. and stuff. And, yeah, and it's the effects of money and what money mm-hmm. does to people w- when it comes towards you. And and we have seen that with some marae and, and some hapu as well, and I just thought, yeah, look, there's something for us. Let's not go away from it. Let's talk about this, mm. you know, what it does, in a positive way and what can do in a negative way as well so if there's you know any kind of major things that's kind of the, the key kick with it and then I went wow, well, you don't really want to have a play where you're hammering people about this sort of thing mm. um, how do we deliver it you know what's a really digestible and fun way to do that and I think that's what we've come up with haven't yeah, we yeah really? for sure yeah. I reckon yeah.
1: yeah that's the Indian Inc. always talk about that right like delivering a you know you get them laughing and then you slip the serious oh, yeah, thing yeah, <laughs> big <laughs> time.
4: absolutely big time
1: nice and what were you looking for in the artists that you wanted to work with on this because I know a few of them I know I've heard I know Reagan Taylor I've, you know, I've seen him in the Maori sidesteps many things mm-hmm. uh, Micah Micah Keel Up Down Girl at Circa in Mokomoko uh, most recently at BATS um, yeah tell me about Yeah, your cast and what, what do they bring to oh, the piece
3: it, it was again like working with Rion mm. and with Maridi on the music you know um, I really love working with uh, young and new artists you know there's just such a freedom and a freshness with what the, the approach that they give but you do need to have someone who's got experience in there so that's where the Regan um Regan kicks in um you know he's been around for a while but I kind of knew when I was writing it that he would be one a great person to play this role and it's kind of become that and yeah and then just having uh Norman Arabat and also uh having Hannah Nicholas so having a mix of dancers and actors has been a really great thing too that the um, the dancers have lifted the, the actors in their movement, mm. the actors have lifted the dancers in their acting. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just, again, coming out with something fresh in, rega- in regards to the performance. Mm. So it's not one way or the other. It's really dynamic. Yeah. I think, yeah, it makes yeah. it really special. Yeah, and, and again, like, a, um, you know, um, passing it over to, to Rion mm. uh, in regards to getting two young musicians together, Rion and Māori there. Mm. So, um it's been r- really
1: exciting
3: just seeing that and just go, okay, where you go. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and how exciting has that been for you, working with with Māori there? Because how long have you been working on the compositions for this and has that been a challenge? Yeah, no, I, I was, I've was been working on the compositions for a year, roughly a month,
4: maybe a bit longer, yeah. and um, working with Ma is really cool because I had already been a fan of her music and so I met her and I was like a little bit nervous but I didn't tell her her. Um, yeah, it's really cool it happened really um, organically I think it's really hard sometimes to predict how easy it will be Mm -hmm. to you know collaborate with someone especially someone you haven't like properly met before but um, within the first time I I, I said to her I said I'll send you these little stems and you can mess around with it and like we made something really fast that I really like and um, that organic way of creating something is a a good sign in my head that it's someone I could work with and work with for on the show and in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. super grateful. Oh, it really was grateful
3: great that um, I'd, I'd um, mentored uh, Rion for his uh, solo piece at drama school. Mm. So I kind of knew him and his vibe yeah. as well. And yes, I've known Mariti for quite a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, I went, oh, I think these two will work. Mm. And and it felt that, and the tracks they came out with were just great, yeah. just really, really great. Nice. Very much hip-hop, very Wellington
1: hip-hop. Wellington yeah, hip-hop, yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah. And I mean, H- That's it, hip hop sounds There's still something That I think audiences Are maybe we're just not used to seeing it on on stage in theatre, right? Like, not in general, no. Not
4: not not the most popular um, association with theatre, I'd say. Yeah, but like,
1: I mean, it's awesome because you've done Flames, and then I think Wet Dreams, the musical at Fringe earlier this yeah, year that was, was awesome, early, yeah. and then and now bringing it into Circa as well. That's 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 the awesome. It's awesome to see, yeah, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. And I think over the years, oh, I've got a little tension here. Over the past couple of years, I feel like hip hop has become a dominating sound in all music. So yeah. I think it's only right that it's reflected um, in the stage, but with its all all the. Kinds of music that that um, style can create as well, not just being one thing, but many things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and being in the rehearsal room and working on this show, obviously, you know, this is the first time for you, honey, in a few years as well. Bringing it to life, how much of an impact has that had on the piece? Obviously, you've got the compositions getting put together. Has it evolved or or changed much from what you originally envisioned or was ex- were expecting from it?
3: Oh, um, I think one of the, the the key things that changed is that I cut thirteen pages of the script. Wow. Yeah. Cause I just really wanted a balance between text and movement. Okay. And that was one that, you know, again, because I was the writer as well. So we had the joke that I'd go, oh, hold on, I'll just ask the writer. You know, <laughs> and, you know, cut pieces. But that was one of the things I, I think was also for me, I was a little bit hesitant coming into the rehearsal space because I hadn't been on the floor for such a long time. And because of COVID and seeing how it affected artists. And also with uh, Rion and, and with Normana, uh, with Hana and Sefa, they're recent graduates of the dance school or Toi mm-hmm. And actually, um, you know, they had a very different experience coming through a school than you normally would have because mm-hmm. a lot of it was distance learning and those sorts of things too. Yeah. So it was really interesting getting to know young artists from that point of view going, whoa, okay, oh, all right. And then you have... How do we get together after we haven't been together for a while? So some things were the same, but quite a lot of it changed a lot. And I really like it, actually. I, I think... For me, as a uh, more established artist, it's great to keep evolving and to follow these young ones.
1: Yeah. Well, because you, you, you directed one of the toy double bill in the yeah, first yeah, year, year, year of yeah. right? Year above. Far uh, out. Yeah. That feels so, so long, long ago. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and what do, I guess as a, as a sort of final thought, what do, what do you hope audiences come away thinking about when they see this show? It's... It's a, it's, it's a relatively short season in Circa. It's over the nation's very first Matariki public holiday. So there's going to be heaps going on right down the waterfront mm. and you guys are going to be a big part of that. It's, that's awesome, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and a different flavour again. You know, mm. there's, not, there's no one way to be Māori mm. And that's one of the things that I, is so joyous with this crew mm. You know, that um, there's all variations in ways of being And, and that we are And I think um, it's also just giving another taste of it You know, yeah. going, look, we know we can do the great dramas And all of these sorts of But we can do this thing as well mm. And that's why I wanted to try something for me That um, I've never seen before You know, I've never seen a, a, a Māori dance theatre fast mm. um, On any of the stages in Aotearoa Yeah um, elements of it, but not the whole thing, and especially from an oldie like me, mm. you know, that's kind of one of the things for for me anyway.
4: Yeah, but. I th- I think um, this is the kind of show that if I was, you know, I think back to when I was eighteen, just graduated high school or planning on going to drama school, and as a young Marty, um, aspiring performer, creative theatre maker, I think this is the kind of thing that would like open my scope to what I thought was um, possible and within like what most people would call maori theater like as a show that is maori led maori performed um, and created i think it's it's totally um it's fresh and like just just good to watch and i think it's very fueling to work on and i think if i was the younger version of me or any younger maori artist out there would find it um refreshing that's yeah, very exciting. Well,
3: if you
1: can inspire that, that's yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and doing it at circa is the beast.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and honey, are you always on the lookout for what might come along to the next Kiamo festival? Can we expect that to return next next winter? uh we probably will return it before that. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. So that's why we're doing a shorter season. Um, and already, there's a few people talking with us and stuff, and go, and we kind of went, oh, yeah, let's let's. It's brain spanking you. Mm-hmm. Let's try it out for a short amount of time and then go back and rethink about it. So it will come back again. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't tend to have our shows during Kelmo because we're a little bit busy. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, we, we did do it in the past, but we, we're never doing that again. No. But it will come back, you know. But yeah, I'd say get in there the first time with anything is so much fun. And, it, and that's one of the key ingredients. And it's there for the whole mm. you know That's one of the things I've liked about what we've been building too. Yeah, it's there for everyone.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And Rion, anything else in the works this year? You're working towards a, a follow-up to Flames?
4: Um, that is uh, pending in the oven. It's one of those things where you, you do it and then you're like, I'll let that really simmer in the back of my brain and, um, of course, all the rest of the crew that we had on it. Um, and, yeah, lots of music, um, things in the works, um, and performances coming up, which are really exciting for yep. a first year out of drum school. He's in Wednesday to come. Wednesday to come. Oh, yes. So, Circa oh, yes, that. 1. <laughs> That's Oh, so yeah. you just send, so up, send up. I'm going to be yeah, stationed at Circa for the next four months of my life. I'm yeah, very yeah. excited so for the show. I'm right at home and I will be
1: right at home. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Then, yeah. So, yeah. Very excited for that, but in the meantime, I'm ex- even more well. I'm equally excited. Um, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you both you. for your time. Break a leg for um, opening night, and um, I can't wait to see what you guys have been working on. Uh, now, Rori opens at Circa this weekend. Previews Friday, opens Saturday, and it runs through until the 25th of June. So head along, go early in the season, tell your friends and faro. Um, thanks very much for your time, guys. ora Simon, ora All right, we're going to be talking about the Dock Edge Film Festival, which comes to Ponikie later this month, uh, with festival director Dan Shannon uh, in just a few minutes' time. But first, here on Nexus Radio some more fresh cuts. It's Drex Project with Mad At You.
0: You make me crazy I swear to God Tearing my hair out when we don't get along say you hate me I say I'm done, But it's a lie. Cause I never really want you to go No, I can't put feel the in the scene When you pull me back It's so damn easy Honey, you're doing something to me mm-hmm. Sometimes I just wanna fight How does I try? Baby, I can't stay mad at you One look in your eyes I realize You got away with me you too. I can't stay mad, mad No, I can't stay mad at you One look in your eyes I realize You got away with me You too Think about it till I look at you Then lose my way, Lose my train of thought cause look at you on my bed, Hair's a mess Look so fine Yo, I, I was saving that at all No, I can't live the land in the scene yeah, When you pull me back, it's so damn easy Honey, you do something to me I just want to fight How does I try? maybe I can't stay mad at you One look in your eyes I realize You got away with me I can't stay
2: mad
0: No, I can't stay mad at you One look in your eyes I realize You got away with me you do, you. Yeah. I can't stay.
1: mad at you, that is Drex Project. The time is 23 minutes past five. You are listening to 106.1 FM, Wellington Access Radio. A big thank you there to One Koka and Rion Bell. Now, Rory Rory opens at Circa this weekend. Now, Dan Shannon is the festival director for Doc Edge, New Zealand's largest film festival dedicated to documentaries. It's New Zealand's Oscar qualifying International Documentary Festival and this year celebrates its 17th edition with 130 films across June and early July uh, and you can watch the films at home on the Dock Edge Virtual Cinema uh, with a selection of premieres screening in cinemas across Wellington at the Embassy Theatre and the Roxy later this month. Dan, kia ora and welcome back to Access Radio. Kira.
5: Kia ora and good evening Simon, pleasure to be with
1: you Now, how good good does it feel to have a festival opening which can play to full cinemas but can also offer the riches of much of the programme to film lovers in the comfort of their own homes?
5: Look, it, it feels great We had the first hybrid edition last year and we've learned a lot from it and I think this year we are delivering an even better hybrid edition if you like um, and, and it is a tricky way of finding the balance of uh, of how to run a festival when it's both. And I think around the world, film festivals are trying to figure it out. But for us at Dock Edge, it was very clear from the moment uh, COVID hit us that uh, the future for the, our festival is hybrid and the ability to reach audiences you know, across the country.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, how early do you have to start planning for each year's festival? Is it almost as soon as the previous year's wraps up? It
5: is. <laughs> Believe it or not, I mean, it, it is a take a lot of time to plan a festival like this. Uh, we call for submissions as soon as we close the festival and then uh, the whole process starts. Of course, it, it goes into different modes of, of uh, pressure, but uh, with the selection of the film, getting the program ready, getting all the support around the festival and the promotions in place. But... Um, But yes, it is a a year-round operation that we do as a not-for-profit
1: organization. For sure. And obviously, you know, you mentioned COVID. Obviously, that's brought a lot of uncertainty and impact over the last few years. Was was going hybrid a relatively straightforward decision? Because, I mean, but how much extra work does that require, right? Because things like rights, I know some filmmakers can be quite strict, right, or keen to ensure their films get seen on the big screen first or exclusively, right? Have you encountered a lot of that?
5: Well, luckily, not so much with documentary, and we are very nice. grateful for that. Uh, you, you're right. I mean, but when COVID hit, it was we were all of it together. And Doc Edge was the first festival in the Asia-Pacific region to bring the festival, to turn it into an online-only festival. Um, and we had to do it very quickly, within three months. And it was a lot of pressure on the team. Uh, but the, the satisfaction of being able to still deliver an event during COVID was... Uh, so great that you know because so many had to cancel or postpone and we we managed to do it through through COVID. and so the ability to still bring the festival regardless of what's happening around us is is really wonderful of course films are made for the big screen and that's every filmmaker's uh wish and joy and for us as well as the film festival would love the audiences to experience the film on the big screen but if, if you know the situation is not uh, allowing us to do so, the best next thing is to watch it at home.
1: Fantastic! And so there's 113 films in this year's festival. How do you even begin to go about selecting the ones that make the final program? And how many more get submitted, or do you watch that that, mm. that don't end up making the cut?
5: Well, we received close to 1,400 submissions, wow. so you can imagine the process. Uh, we do have people helping us and. The final selection every year is very tough, the quality of the film is rising from year to year and we find it each year more difficult, but at the end of the day we are trying to put together a program that will have a wide appeal, will cover wide topics, topics and types of films too. Documentary is not just one way of making a film, within documentary there are different genres and styles and what we try to achieve is to really give uh, the audience the ability to experience different things and uh, on screen and off screen as well because for example we run the xr exhibition which is all about the new frontier of experiencing um, documentary in a different way with an ar in vr and interactive projects so this is alongside the festival. People are able to experience those projects and, and you know, find a new way to engage with um, films and content.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's, are they sort of the, the, the prerequisite ingredients that you're really looking for in those films? What, what makes a great film documentary is, you know, being able to yes. take people around the world and to see experience different cultures.
5: Definitely, definitely. And, and the storytelling is the essence of any good film. And what we are looking for is really those films that make an impact on you as a person. You know, the slogan for Dog Edge is uh, that we are the home for storytelling that changes your world. And we do believe that, you know, every film has the ability to change, even slightly. You know, the way you look at the world, the way you see other cultures, and even within New Zealand, you know, our own films. Uh, we learned a lot and something changed with us as we watch film, as we engage with other audiences and interact in the conversation. And that's what documentary is so good, you know, providing this kind of platform for dialogue, for conversation, which we love as part of the festival.
1: Fantastic. So let's talk about some of those films. 2022, what have been the films that, that have excited you the most? I've, I've got the program in front of me and there's a few that, <laughs> a few that stand out to me. Um, but yeah, what, what, which are the ones that are really exciting you this year?
5: Oh, my goodness. There's so many, Simon. Shall I um, mention mine? <laughs> I know we're short on time. But, look, I mean, there are small films and big films. And, um, you know, some of them, it's very personal, too. I like, for example, a film called The Balcony Movie, uh, which I we had a Q&A with the filmmakers from Poland last night. And, wow. by the way, those Q&As, virtual Q&As are available online. So even if you've missed them live, you can... Uh, watch the film and watch them afterwards. But this is basically the filmmaker putting the camera on his balcony and filming people walking by his street and having conversations with them. So <laughs> such a simple experiment, but the film is just brilliant. The way uh, the stories are coming together, the interaction, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be a big production to be a, a powerful film. And at the same time, we have a film, "Ethica," about Julian Assange. Uh, campaign to, to release him and the, and the story of the father and the family of Julian trying to release him and and again a heartbreaking story of uh, but you you get to see the the family side the emotional side of this campaign that is going on and on for so long so you will find you know films that have that kind of Politics and and human rights, alongside films that have music and culture and and simple, very personal stories of families or people.
1: Nice, yeah, and some some New Zealand directors involved as well. I see um, Heath Cozens is is coming back as well with Only I Can Hear, which is very topical after Coda's success at the Oscars, right? That's right.
5: It's it's wonderful to see that Koda winning the Oscar, and now you, you get to see a documentary about Coda and and the other side, if you like, of not the drama, but the the real life of uh, people living in Kurdish families, and uh, he, he made it together with a Japanese filmmaker, and together they made this brilliant film that will premiere here. Only I can hear it's called.
1: Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And um, think, stories from New Zealand as well, right? Disco Bloodbath um, follow, <laughs> follows an iconic event from, from 2015, right? So that that they'll be interesting stories for for a local perspective. But also, you know, if you're into music, Aha! The Movie stood out to me. I know it's, uh, well, it's my dad's favourite band, probably from the 80s. So it'd be f- fascinating to learn about their story and how things are now. Yeah, and that's
5: the thing about the historical side of things and... and looking at, uh, you know, with time passing, you know, where where people are now, including uh, Kenny G, for example, listening to Kenny G. I know it's not everyone's uh, <laughs> type of music, but th- what's wonderful about this film is that you don't have to be a Kenny G fan to enjoy this film, because you get to learn more about the person rather than the music. And Shane O'Connor in the film Nothing Compares is very much the same. Uh, this is an opportunity to, you know, get beyond, beyond the music as well. While these are music films, you know, you get much more
1: than the music itself. Nice. And being able to, to screen some of these films in the glorious Embassy Theatre and the lavish Roxy mm. down in Miramar, I mean, they're probably the two nicest rooms in the city for watching movies on the big screen. How did you decide which films would get that special treatment for people to be able to head out and, and see in person? Mm-hmm.
5: That's a really good question, Simon. I mean, look, it's hard. I mean, all these films deserve to be on the big screen. At the end of the day, we have limited numbers of slots and sessions and days. There will be about 57 screenings in in Wellington. And, uh, you know, we chose the film based on also who is coming. So, you know, we can have the live Q&A at the cinema with the filmmakers and those that we felt will be great to see on the big screen. Um, it's not easy decision to make, I can tell you that. Uh, and that's part of the new hybrid edition, you know, those tough choices. Uh, but we are delighted to be back at the Roxy, which has been the home for Dock for many years, and, and for the first time uh, to be at the Embassy as well in the city centre and enjoy uh, both these, as you mentioned, uh, beautiful cinemas. Uh, and welcoming uh, our ongoing audiences as well as new audiences to come and experience uh, Dock Edge and what we offer.
1: Nice. And as a final thought, Dan, what's what's your greatest hope for this year's festival? How do you recommend audiences make the most of what you've got on offer? Because over 100 films can be a little bit daunting at first, right?
5: Yes, absolutely. It's hard. And what I suggest is get the program first and foremost. Get the booklet, take your time, go through it and read it. And you know what I tend to do when I go to film festivals and uh, other festivals myself is sometimes I try not to prepare so much before. Sometimes I just go, you know, on the time, the day that I can, and I surprise myself without knowing too much about what I'm going to watch, what I'm going to see, and that kind that can be quite fun as well. Uh, but for those who are more uh, like to prepare, I, I think it's making the list of those films that you'd like to watch if you can't. See them at the cinema. That's the beauty of the thing that now you can watch them at the comfort of your own home. So they will be available until the 10th of July after their uh, cinematic um, premiere, uh, if you like. And uh, so, yeah, maybe make a combination of both in theater and online. My wish for this year is really that Doc Edge will, um, you know, audiences will embrace the freedom renewed freedoms that we have and come out and engage with the filmmakers there will be several coming from overseas and um, they can meet with them meet uh, talk to them obviously the new zealanders as well and we can relive the festival that we used to have pre-covid which is uh, magnificent we are really excited about that
1: Interesting. we're very excited to have the festival back in this form well dan thank you so much for your time the dock edge festival is underway online now you can head to dockedge.nz to browse the full program and learn more check out the listings as well for all the screenings coming to the embassy and roxy from the end of june they're all one-off only screenings so be prepared and organized to make sure you get in for the ones you want to see uh, i know i'll be going to a other movie and watching many more at home no doubt uh, dan thank you so much and uh, all the best for the festival Thank you, Simon. I look forward to seeing you at the festival soon. Fantastic. Um, All right, in a few minutes' time, we will take a look at everything else that's going on across the city stages and screens this week. But first, here is some more new music here on Access Radio. It's Tammy Nielsen with Baby, You're a Gun. Sammy Nielsen there. The time is 39 minutes past five. You are listening to 106.1 FM Wellington Access Radio. A big thank you there to Dan Shannon from the Dock Edge Film Festival underway now. Uh, we will look at everything that's going on on the big screen in just a few minutes. But before we head there, there's lots happening on our stages this week. Now, you've heard about Now Rori, which opens um, at Circa from Friday for one week only. Over at Bats, there are three shows on on this week. Two of them are the Toifakari double bill for 2022. Now the first is presented by Mitch Tafi-Thomas. It's Kmet Anui. Uh, a troubled woman arrives to stay at her sister's house for support, but tension bursts when she clashes with her overbearing brother-in-law. It's a kitchen sink drama set in the 70s that seethes and explodes like a domestic opera up against a backdrop of one of the most turbulent times in Aotearoa history, 1977 Um Written, directed, designed, and performed by Toifakadi students and alumni. Um, it's a really exciting show, directed by Erin Daniels, and uh, that's on in the stage downstairs, nine o'clock Tuesday, Wednesday, six thirty. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a matinee on Saturday as well at 12.30. Um, Meanwhile, upstairs in the Dome, Bodgie is presented by Anya Tate Manning. The world has always owed more to the youth than it's ever paid. It's Wellington, it's 1956. Youth are in revolt. It's a world of misfits, outcasts, juvenile delinquents, sexual immorality, and the birth of rock and roll. Uh, This one's directed by Moana Ete, uh, And again... Written, directed, designed and performed by the current toy students and alumni uh, That's 6.30 tomorrow and Wednesday And then 9 o'clock Thursday, Friday, Saturday With a 2.30 matinee on Saturday in the Dome uh, Both of them starting to fill up, so get in fast uh, And then upstairs in the studio um, We've got an international fringe touring artist in the house uh, Ben Volchok, who's written and performed The Final Hours Hour Uh, The world is over, but the show must go on. One lone soul broadcasts a radio show to anyone who might be listening across the very dead air. It's a solo comedy play about loneliness, our dying planet, and the things we do to counteract them both. Also onions uh ben volchok is uh, from melbourne australia and the show won the hong kong tour ready award at the 2020 adelaide fringe festival which is the biggest fringe festival in uh, australasia so get amongst that uh, that is from tuesday to saturday 7 p.m in the studio uh, tuesday is pretty much sold out so get in fast for the rest also across the city this week. The Wedding Singer Musical is on at the Opera House. It is the first uh, large-scale musical to tour to Wellington since the pandemic. Um, It arrives from Australia after seasons in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, It's from the Broadway creators and writer of the Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore Hollywood blockbuster from the late 90s and it celebrates all the fun of the 80s. Uh, It's been on All across uh, the world, Broadway and the UK as well. It's all about Robbie Hart, of course, who Adam Sandler played. New Jersey's number one wedding singer. The life of the party until his own fiancé strands him at the altar. Bitter and broken, he begins to make every wedding as disastrous as his own. Until a warm-hearted waitress named Julia intervenes. But Julia is, about to get married herself to Glenn Guglia. Um So can Robbie pull off the performance of the decade and win the girl of his dreams? You know the answer to that, but uh, you'll have a fantastic time at this show. It's um, got lyrics from Chad Begalen, who wrote Aladdin, music by Matthew Sklar, who did Elf the Musical, um, and Tim uh, Herley as well, who did the book with Chad uh, Begalen, who worked with Adam Sandler, and wrote the films Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, as well as The Wedding Singer, so the credentials are strong, it'll be a fun party vibe, it's uh, on until Sunday at the Opera House, so get in quick for that. Also on this week, there's Raw Comedy Quest Heats at the Fringe Bar on Wednesday, Raw Meet Monday tonight at the Fringe Bar as well, um, there is a Dragon Comedy at the Welsh Dragon Bar on a Wednesday night, uh, Level Up, a comedy show at the Fringe on Thursday at 8, Raw Comedy also at the Cavern Club on Thursday at 7, um, so lots and lots of uh, laughs around the city this week, Friday laughs at Fringe Bar with Neil Thornton and Lisa McLeod Whiting. Tonight we tease uh, is at Ivy Bar on Friday night. Pop Rocks Improv are back in their new location at Tiawaha Friday at 8pm. Um, so lots going on wherever you look this week. And the uh, the old crew from Seven Days are all back to take the hit TV show On the road, they arrive at the Michael Fowler Centre for one show only, Saturday night, uh, with Jeremy Corbett joined by the likes of Di Henwood and Paul Ego uh, for that. So yeah, if you're a fan of those guys um, and comedy in general, there is so much on in Wellington. There's musicals, there's toy double bills, there's Maori dense theatre farces. um, There is so much wherever you look. Now, in a few minutes' time, we will... Divert our attentions uh, over to the box office top ten and see what's going on. But first, some more fresh cuts here on Access Radio. It's Ricky Reed with "Say You Want Me." Mm-hmm. a look at the New Zealand box office top ten in the final minutes of this week's show now we don't have the figures for the weekend just gone and um, they're not out yet um, but I can tell you for a fact I expect Jurassic World Dominion to be the number one film at the box office Is it open to nearly 150 million dollars in the United States um, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard um, from the most recent films and then Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill and Laura Dern are all back ...for the sequel to 2018's Fallen Kingdom... ...and what we are promised is the final entry in the Jurassic World Trilogy. Um, Critics have been pretty divisive on this... ...but audiences seem to be getting everything that they want. All their favourite characters back. Big dinosaur spectacle. So really, that's that's what this sort of time of year is all about, isn't it? Big spectacle on the big screen. Um, In the more independent sector, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy also got a a release this weekend, which is great to see. Uh, We covered that as part of last year's uh, Fano Marama International Film Festival, but it was the uh, second film from last year that came out from um, the wonderful Ryosuke Hamaguchi, who also did Drive My Car. This one is a short trio of short female-driven vignettes, uh, an unexpected love triangle, a failed seduction trap, And an encounter that results from a misunderstanding. Uh, It was the winner of last year's Silver Berlin Bear at the Berlin Film Festival and sits at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So do seek that out if you can here in the Wellington region. But for the last week, the top films, of course, Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise reuniting with his Oblivion director, Joseph Kosinski, It's the long-awaited sequel to the 1986 military action film. Miles Teller also co-stars, um, and there's also a beautiful return um, as well for Val Kilmer in one scene. So, yeah, great film, um, incredibly f- well-filmed, and it does such a good job of just making the mission clear so that when, it ha- when you get to that final act, you know exactly what's going on. It's uh, probably one of the best action blockbusters uh, to come out of Hollywood in years. Uh, it pays tribute to the original, it updates it, and then it probably surpasses it in terms of quality. Um, yeah, it's fantastically well-made Hollywood action blockbuster. But it is also very much a, a bit, you know... The original had people outside the theatre signing people up to join the Navy, and I think it's... This one's got a little bit of that elk to it as well So yeah, that's one thing I would temper it with a little bit um, Also out doing very well still Is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness More than a month and a half on uh, Although it does come to Disney Plus next week Downton Abbey 2 A new era Sees the Crawley family head overseas As so many of these uh, sequels tend to do With those kinds of films uh, Operation Mincemeat, really recommend seeing that one with Kelly MacDonald and Colin Firth It's a true story World War 2 drama Um, But this week The big new releases that everyone will be going to see Is Lightyear Pixar's first big screen film In quite a few years Uh, This one loosely based on Buzz Lightyear With Chris Evans taking over The voice uh, of Lightyear From Tim Allen uh, As the voice of the Space Ranger Uh, New Tuesday big new kiwi film with jermaine clement Jackie van beek and damon herriman in a couples therapy comedy spoken in a gibberish language with subtitles um look out for that one in wellington there is a and a with jermaine uh, at the roxy on wednesday and men gets released here as well that's the latest film from alex garland who did annihilation and ex machina this one stars jesse buckley Um, as a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. But all the guys in town look exactly the same. That's because they're all played by Rory Kinnear. Uh, It's a body horror film. And it's in cinemas from Thursday So yeah, lots going on It's great to see on stage and screen A big thank you both to Honey Coker and Rayon Bell And to Dan Shannon for their time tonight I'll be back next Monday with uh, more interviews We're looking forward to the likes of James Roque and Laser Kiwi Akashwani's on the way next Have a- Thanks for tuning in to Community Zone We're here Monday to Friday from 5 till 6 on 106.1 FM. Thanks, New Zealand On Air.
0: No matter where in the world you are, you can always listen to Wellington Access Radio via the internet. Check out (laughs) accessradio.org.net.